Hey guys, welcome to another Swish Woodland Preview Podcast, and Surly has managed to make it back from Magic Round alive. Mate, Surly, and he joins us. How was it? Yeah, it was unreal, eh? I'd, I'd definitely recommend it. 100% be going back next year. Just the Aussie crowd, or the league crowd anyway, they, they really get into it. They have a great time, and it's just banter galore. Everyone's in their kit, just ripping into each other's teams, but it's all in good spirit. So, um, yeah, an unreal weekend. Bloody good fun, and, and bring on next year. Oh, how good is that? And you did call it. You called the Warriors 13 plus, And if you take away the first half, that's exactly what it was. What a performance in the second from them. Yeah, look, they always say it's, it's not about how you start, it's how you finish. And shit, we look to be right up there with the Storm and Panthers based off that effort. So hopefully the boys can carry on from that this week and, and go the big lift. But yeah, tough first half and then a great second half. Yeah, absolutely. But mate, there's been some absolute huge news out from our major sponsor Swish today. Last week it was Bowden Barrett who joined the platform. This week maybe even a bigger star the great man himself, Surly from Surly Talk Sport is officially on Swish. How does it feel? Yeah, like to be the first club battler to be on Swish, playing <laughs> 10 as well, following in Bodie's footsteps. You said I've outdone him, I'll absolutely take it, but yeah, massive honour. So, you know, birthdays, engagements, divorces, anything you want to shout out for, let me know. More than happy to oblige. But yeah, thanks for sorting that one out there, mate. Finally recognised as an elite athlete for the first time in my life, and I'll absolutely take it. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so good. I think you're going to be popular, and I think left nut bully. If you want some good left nut bully going into a weekend, give us a shout. Find us on the platform. 10% off you if you use the code WATERLAD. And up to 70% of the proceeds do go to Kiwi Kids Charity. So it's a very cool thing. I will leave a link in the description. So uh, make it easy for you to go click on it. Go find Surly. Go ask him for his left nut bully of the week and um, get amongst it. He'll be an absolute steal. But we will get into the Super Rugby review. Unbelievable week last week. I went six from six on the picks. I think you did too, Surly. I only went two from six on the margins, though. So it was a tough week to pick on the margins but shit there were some good games in there we'll start with the Highlanders force did you see this one or magic round no I, I um actually watched it on replay because I saw the score at half time and thought it looked about right and then saw the score at full time and thought shit the Landers have really turned it on and they certainly did uh, we backed them 13 plus and we said it might blow out late probably about right but I didn't see the 61 to 10 coming nine tries to two and uh, young Sammy Gilbert, a couple months back, I said he knows how to handle a nut, considering that he is a descendant of the great Gilbert family. But, man, did he put on a display. And I think maybe provided that spark on attack that they've been looking for. Unreal off the rubber as well. Eight from eight. So great stuff from him. And then also shout-outs to Daniel Lennett-Brown. Hundredth game. Had a nudge himself from the sideline. I like how he took his time, you know. You see a lot of these props, they rush these things. He really took his time and put the whole body through it. Great <laughs> nudge. It just didn't go over. But impressive stuff from the Landers. And I tell you what, if you're the Blues looking at the table right now and thinking home quarter final against the Landers, it's probably not ideal. So there'll be a few teams that are keeping an eye on their results over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, that quarter final does change the whole dynamics of the competition. Eh? You do only have to peak for three games and you can win the comp. And Landers, yeah, you wouldn't really want to be facing them 
First Earth 8th. We've sort of called this for maybe the last four weeks now, but it pretty much looks like it's certain to happen now. Don't really think Landers can get out of 8th, and um, Blues look to have signed up top spot too, so that is going to be one hell of a quarterfinal. Yeah. But you mentioned Sammy Gilbert. Um, we quest- we did question it, wondering where this sort of selection came from, but you're right, man, he was super impressive. He won Ladder of the Week, got heaps of votes. Everyone was impressed with his performance. And obviously he's going to get the spot again. The second game was the Brumbies versus the Crusaders. The game of the round, um, two of the heavyweights going at it. I put Crusaders 1-12. to This was one of the ones I got right. Um, Brumbies were probably better than the score suggested though. What do you make of it? Yeah, I think we mentioned last week that massive game, bit of a bummer, no Lolosio or Valentini. And I think if they had both of them, it really could have gone down to the wire because straight away they struck. And I thought, Struth, we could be all go here. But then the Crusaders kind of got back into some ascendancy and, and were too good in the end. I thought Richie Mwanga had another great day. He just guides that team around beautifully and a bit of a bummer the Brumbies were missing those two but I think these two teams might play each other again before the season's done and dusted. I think they're locked on together in second on 43 points so I think we'll see them play off again hopefully in Christchurch and it'll be another bloody good game. Yeah for sure and uh, you mentioned Richie Mwanga, he, we, we spoke about him but he did bring up a thousand points in Super Rugby so that's a huge stat. He seems still so young. He's got a lot of points left in him. Um, I think he could be taking that record um, by the time his career is done. What do you reckon there? Yeah, that's that's a great shout. What, 5,000 points? Easy for the kid, surely. <laughs> surely. The next game was the big matchup, the one that was on your calendar for for months. Oh. Drua versus Moana. I went the Drua 1-12, to 12, but no, the Drua were too good. 13 plus, they ran away with this one in the end. Um, what did you make of this one, the calendar match? Yeah, look, as mentioned, had it circled. I think it was kind of exactly what we expected, to be fair. The Drua, lethal and loose play, and Moana really did get made to pay for their mistakes, unfortunately. Um, they just kept turning the ball over. Their line-out, they scored a few nice tries off malls, but the amount of line-out ball they lost as well, just with overthrowing. It was a bit of a killer. Um, the drawer kind of mixed things up a little bit, put a few nice little nudges in. That seemed to be a bit of a tactic of theirs and try to push the Moana back down into their own half. But I was really hopeful that the Moana would get up for this one. I think this was the one game I got wrong, tipped them in. But in the end, again, they were their own worst nightmare. So bit of a bummer, mm-hmm. but well done to the drawer. It's a bit of a win-win when the drawer get up. So. Oh, they've got to love the drawer. And, geez, it was good to see how Bossy at full speed again. He is an absolute <laughs> rocket ship, that man. Jeez, he can go. He'd have to be. He'd have to challenge one of the fastest players in the comp, I reckon. Him at full speed. Man, he is electric. But the other player who impressed me in this game, once again, Jim Tavatavanawai. We speak about him every week. But the stat I saw on him today... 56 tackle breaks this season in six games. Incredible achievement. Um, He's leading the comp by miles. Um, The next best is Will Jordan on 47. But to think that Tavatavanawo missed the first six or seven games due to visa issues, um, now he's played the last six and just been breaking tackles for fun, almost averaging 10 tackle breaks a game. 
geez, I couldn't even get 10 in my career. So it's impressive that he's doing that every single game, the beast. And man, he is an absolute nightmare out there for defenders. Yeah, you could think he's doing the old fake passport at high school trick, eh? The 30-year-old still playing against some fifth formers the way he brushes them off. But yeah, he's a handful and no doubt you're licking your lips watching that for the old Tassie Marco season coming up. Oh, am I what? Get him the ball and watch, stay in support. Jeez, watch the defenders go skittling. He is an absolute beast. <laughs> the next game was the Blues versus the Reds. Uh, we both went the Blues 13+, plus and it was 53-26. Absolute hiding from the Blues. Some really good performances in, in this game. Who stood out for you? Yeah, I thought um, obviously Rico went down early with an injury and then I thought Bryce Heem stepped in really well and they actually didn't lose much. Um, thought he had his best game of the season and he looked really dangerous on attack. Uh, for the Blues, they just kind of seem to be playing at such tempo and accuracy now that you could almost put anyone in, it seems like. They've built a really deep squad and they're all playing some great footy and peaking at the perfect time. I really like that uh, trick play off the kickoff. Haven't seen that before. Bodie and Stevie P cooking that one up. That was razzle-dazzle at its finest, so that was huge. But, um, yeah, the Blues, what, 11 on the trot now. Another convincing win. Looking really good. So, fingers crossed, they can go all the way. Would hate to see them go down from here, playing some great code. Oh, yes. And you mentioned Bryce Heem. He got two points in the ladder of the week. Very impressive how he slipped in there for Rico, who... Uh, looks to have picked up some sort of hammy injury. But what the Blues have done, I don't feel like they've changed their side much for the last sort of three or four weeks. They're starting to really build these combinations, whereas most of the other teams are really chopping and changing their teams every week. So it's going to be interesting to see how that uh, pans out. Looks like they've got their combinations set now and they're gelling really well. And it's going to be interesting to see if these other teams try and do the same heading into these quarterfinals when the matches become uh, crunch matches. But... Um, Yeah, like you say, the Blues, very impressive. I thought they'd be favourites to win the comp. Surprised to see that the Crusaders are actually favourites at 240. Blues out at 260. Um, Thinking that it's going to be a home final at Eden Park. You'd think um, the Blues would be favourites, but uh, bookies disagree. The next game was the Waratahs versus the Canes. Obviously went the Canes 13 plus like I do every week. And geez, that was one of the toughest first halves I've watched this season. What do you make of this one? Yeah, look, I feel like we say it a couple times every week, but a good old-fashioned game of two halves, that's for sure. The Tars, they shot out with the one dog at Whanganui start, and then the Canes, <laughs> they came out, out of oranges like the one dog, so they were both exchanging blows. But in the end, I think it was the change in the front row that got them home. I thought Muffaleo, Coles and Franks just really shifted momentum there in the first half. The Canes were struggling, but then second half, they really got dominance and just yeah, played some great footy and, and just turned everything around. So a massive win for them in a game that they really couldn't afford to lose, but it looked like they were going to lose for a long period. Yeah, that was interesting. Eh? Their set piece was getting absolutely hammered, especially at scrum time. I guess it was a needed decision from the coaches to get um, the front row off and bring on the likes of Franks, who really turned it around. Man, he he is looking in good nick for someone who's just come back from a long break and a long injury. So um, it's going to be interesting to see if he's going to be in this all-black frame because, mate, what he did at scrum time in that game was priceless for the Canes. And even his work around the field, I thought he looked really agile. Another player who was massive, as always, we speak about him every week, was Artie. Man, he is a beast. He carries his side so often. That try he got 
he was knocked down on the ground a couple of minutes earlier, got himself up with looked like a stuffed shoulder and goes, finds a pick and go and carries a couple of defenders across the line to get a much-needed seven points. But, jeez, uh, he is influential for them. Yeah, he's an absolute beast. And surely, like, pound for pound, he's got to be the strongest or one of the strongest guys in world rugby. He's an absolute nightmare to tackle. And mm. that leg drive, he never gives up, man. 100%. But they got their job done and it was good to see um, they're going to be looking good come playoff time. Surely they're going to all click for a full 80 and tip a few guys up. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm on the wagon. Last game of the round was the Rebels and the Chiefs. Oh, we were both picking sort of big scores in this. We thought the Chiefs were going to absolutely kill them. Surprised the effort from the Rebels. Hodgie was on absolute fire. Um, Tojo will be happy. Uh, he called it early in the year. It's only taken... 13 rounds, but he got there in the end with his prediction. Hodgie is a beast, um, scored a great try, was kicking goals from everywhere. But the Chiefs had to dig deep to get this one. Uh, 80th minute, Ollie Norris scores. Yeah, I wonder if uh, Hodgie maybe missed the memo. He's come in, he's peaked ready for finals footy, and unfortunately they're not going to make it. So he might have <laughs> left his run a little bit too late. But yeah, I was really surprised at this game. I thought the Rebels were so much better than the week before. Obviously we mentioned their captain was almost in tears and he didn't know where they were going to go post getting spanked mm. by the Blues. And to see this response was huge from them. Great to see Ollie Norris ride on full time, get his first meat pie in Super Rugby and probably one of the most important ones he'd score because, again, the Chiefs would have really been kicking themselves if they'd lost that game. So an important few points for them to keep their hopes of a home quarter final alive. Mm. I had real mixed emotions when Ollie Norris crossed there. He was <laughs> the only player I didn't need to score to win my fantasy head-to-head oh. match in one of my leagues and um, heartbreak to see him fall over. He was the only player my opposition had and um, I was up by a few points and to see Ollie Norris cross, I could not believe my luck. But on the other hand, the people who played the power play of the New Zealand teams to score over 200 points, it was sitting on 199 up until that try. So you guys would have been breathing a sigh of relief to see big Ollie Norris cross over and get your $5 absolute value there. But it shot off to a flying start. Obviously, the Highlanders had a huge score. The Blues had a huge score. Um, the Crusaders was reasonably big, but then the um, Canes sort of dried it up a little bit, brought it close, and then... Although we're expecting a cricket score on Sunday with the Chiefs, um, it wasn't to be. They kept it very close and kept you on the edge of your seat as a punter. But the other person who stood out, he got man of the match, was Natoa Akoi. Um, he also did a very impressive post-match speech, which is going a little bit viral. I've had many requests to get him on Waterlad this week, so um, I, I hear you guys. I'll try and get him on. Um, he seems like a good lad. He can play some footy too, and if he's looking to be a regular starter, now's the time. Jump on the potty before the season gets into the finals. It's your last chance to impress the coaches. Before Big Guzzler gets back, he needs to. Oh, absolutely. But as always, we will get to the preview part of the show. Everyone's favourite, I know. People love this part of the show. We're going to find you some value, especially Surly. He's on fire. Um, he's been doing some good form, so looking forward to this. First game of the round, Crusaders versus the Drua. I'm going to go Crusaders 13+. plus. Um, hard to go anything other than this. The bookies have them extremely short. I wouldn't be betting on the game. Crusaders are a dollar, um, dollar even, so you're not getting any money to back them. But I do think they'll win, and I do think they'll win relatively easy. Yeah, I, 
Yeah, I'd have to back you in there. I think it'll be a tough night for Drua. They do have Hibossi on the left wing, mm. which is always a great start, but I don't think they're going to have enough, even though the changes have been rung. I'm excited to see Barrett. He's at six, Blackadder at eight, and mm. also Goodhue and Enor teaming up in the midfield, so that'll be good to see. But yeah, definitely 13-plus. Could be a cricket score down there in Christchurch. Yeah, and the matchup, you've mentioned him, Habasi. Jeez, I love Habasi. But seeing his matchup against Leicester, Fyanganuku, two of the form players in the comp, both been incredible this year. Looking forward to seeing them go at it at Orange Theory Stadium. Um, it'll be worth your ticket entry alone, that matchup. Um, no doubt they're going to be on fire again. The second game of the round, Reds versus Moana. Reds look to be getting a few guys back now, looking to build into the season. I see Harry Wilson mention nobody wants to play them in the quarterfinals, which is a big call. <laughs> um, but looking forward to seeing what sort of performance they put out there this weekend against the Moana. What are you picking here? Yeah, that's a huge call from Harry. <laughs> Great stuff though, right? The confidence. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'll be backing the Reds in 13 plus. As you mentioned, they get a few back. And uh, I think the Moana, they've, they've made a couple changes, but you can't help but think maybe Tuesday's game against the Force, they might be targeting that one back home at Mount Smart to try and pull off their second win of the season. So perhaps they'll be saving a bit in the bank for that. But yeah, I think the Reds at home too strong. Yeah, I'm going to go with you there. I think it will be 13 plus, but I think it will only be late that they get there. And one person I am predicting to score is Harry Wilson. I think he's going to cross the line. Good to see him back from his injury. He's confident. He's confident in the team. And I think he's confident he's going to get across the line. So I'll be backing him in there. Anyone stand out for you on this one? Yeah, I think uh, Tate McDermott at nine. He's a bit of a menace around the rucks on attack. And if Moana turned the ball over as much as they did last week, he could really make them pay. He's quite nippy, so keep an eye on him. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And the next game is the Chiefs versus the Force. Um, this is going to be an interesting one. Obviously, Chiefs back at home. Um, I'm picking the Chiefs 13+. plus. I think they'll run away with this one. They always seem to be a lot better at home. And the force didn't show enough against the Highlanders last week. We talk about them being gritty, but gritty they were not last week. So I think it might be a similar sort of score to that one. You agree? Yeah, I've just looked at, at the TAB. They've got the Chiefs at $1.03, so that probably sums it up. If you're a big Force fan, you could get 10 bucks, so it could be happy days, but I think you'll be donating that money. I think Chiefs 13-plus for sure. Yeah, and the player who I'm looking forward to seeing out there is big Peter Gasso-Akula. He is now joint on the lad of the week. Um, he's been a bit quiet. He obviously was on the bench last week. He's been rotated in and out, but I'm looking forward to seeing him. Hopefully starting. I do want to mention that whoever naming the side at the Chiefs, please name your team a little bit earlier so that we can talk about your lineup before we do the show. I love it how the league do it, team naming Tuesday, 6 o'clock or whatever it is. I'm enjoying how the Aussie teams are doing it. They're all naming it at the same time. I think it's a Wednesday at around 6 o'clock. Yeah. Real clarity on when the teams are going to come out. Where I feel like the New Zealand teams are missing the ball a wee bit here. They just name them randomly and you've got to keep checking them, especially if you're trying to do a preview podcast. It's an absolute nightmare, so sort it out. Yeah, I can't wait now to see all the teams name them on Monday now they've heard the spray from, from Waterlad, so that's <laughs> huge and... I'm sure a few punters will be thanking you. It just gives you more time to get the lay of the land and make your big calls heading into the weekend. Well, it just saves me nagging all the players about what the team is. All the, all the guys know what the team is. Just name it to the fans. Come on. 
Oh, anyway, that's that's my spray for the day. Um, spray for the day. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, new segment. I like it. But who's the player? Who, who's the player you're looking forward to on this one? Yeah, look, again, haven't seen the team sheet, so I'm going to back you in with Big Peter Gus. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll be going in on that. I mentioned he's my favourite basketball player. Unfortunately, he's playing footy now, but he's pretty handy at that as well. So another big shift from him back at home in front of the Waikato faithful. Probably a try off the back of the scrum, so chuck him in your multi. Jeez, I hope he's starting. Come on, Big Peter Gus. He's got double... <laughs> Double highlights. <laughs> yeah, huge. It could be awkward if he's not in the 23, but we'll reassess then. <laughs> and the next game, Hurricanes versus the Rebels. Back at Westpac Stadium. Rebels travelling over. I'm picking a big score here, as usual. Hurricanes 13 plus. What are you going? Yeah, I'll, I'll back you in there. One thing of note, though, Matt Tamua, normally a 10, he's playing 12. They've gone with double pivots. I always like it. I think the more pivots, the better. Triple, maybe even four. Throw them in there. Keep the opposition guessing. Might lose a bit on D, but hissing on attack. Uh, no arty for the Canes, but good to see Wes Hooson back on the bench. He'll be exciting late in the piece. So I think this Canes backline has a few points in them, and I think, yeah, it could be a big score. Yeah, I was surprised not to see Big Wes start in his last home game for the Hurricanes, which is going to be a sad sight, but um, good to see him on the bench. No doubt he'll bring on some serious impact. Player I've highlighted in this game is Geordie Barrett. I'm expecting him to absolutely explode in this one. He's at 12. I'm picking a try. I'm picking a lot of points from the big man. So keep an eye out on Geordie Barrett. And we do have a power play. Stay tuned to the end of the show to find out what that one is. Nice. You? I went with uh, Ruben Love. Um, I noticed on the Instagram oh, team oh, naming nice. every week, it lights up an uproar. The fans aren't happy. He's not in the mix. So perhaps <laughs> the social media manager, he's had a word to the selection panel. He said, give him, give me a week off from the keyboard warriors. <laughs> and there he is in 15, Love. So hopefully he has a great game and can put his hand up for a few more starts because I do rate him as a footballer. Oh, he's a great footballer. But I tell you what, the keyboard warriors still weren't happy. They want him at 10, so oh. the, the social media man was still coughing it. <laughs> She's tough at the top these days, I tell you. <laughs> oh, everyone's got an opinion. But the next game, I'm going to say this is going to be the game of the round. Brumbies versus the Blues. Thought the Brumbies were good and unlucky not to be a bit closer to the um, Crusaders last week. And I'm expecting a very, very close game in this one. I'm not sure which way it's going to go. I think it's going to be a lot closer than a lot of people are thinking. Yeah, I, I have here Blues 1-12, to 12, but I could even think maybe 1-7, to 7, just because I think it is really going to be tight. Obviously, we mentioned No Rico. His brother joins him on the injury list. And then Tom Robinson, he's also out as well. So three pretty big losses for the Blues. The Brumbies, they get Lolo back. So him and Nick White together, that's that kind of dream pairing for them. So I think it's going to be really tight, especially Brumbies at home. No easy beats. So I haven't had a look at the line, but if their line's like a plus seven-ish, then you'd probably be tempted by that for the Brumbies. But I'll back the Blues in really tight though. Well, the point start is actually six and a half, so um, the bookies are reading your mind there. They All the punters want seven, but they're only giving you six and a half. But to be fair, I think it's going to be that close. I, the power play I've chosen for this one is for a late change in the scoreboard in the last five minutes. I think one team's going to be winning, and the ch- scoreboard is going to change potentially 
Uh, Brumbies with a last-minute penalty or the Blues or a try, vice versa. I'm not sure. I just think, no, this game's going to be extremely close and it's going to go right down to the wire. Who's the player you've highlighted in this one? I've just highlighted the Blues back three. I think it's going to be massive for them with Clark, Pitafeta and then Talia. Obviously three massive threats, but again with the aerial assault on the way from Nick White and Lolo Seo, I think they're going to be busy, but if they get their kicks wrong, they could really be made to pay. There's nothing more scary than Clark and Talia running the ball back at you. So a big day for the back three. Yeah, I like that. The player I've gone is Anton Signer. He obviously gets his opportunity filling in for the injuries. Quality player, still super young. Um, looking forward to seeing him get a run in the best Blues squad that they've got. So the times he's had a run so far, it's been a lot of the guys who um, are getting a run at the same time. But now he's fitting in with all the best players from the squad um, and looking forward to seeing him really have a big game here. Uh, the last game of the round, Highlanders versus the Waratahs. Now this is the one game of the round I think the bookies have got wrong. Not that I think the Waratahs will win, but I do think it's going to be a lot closer and I think they're a lot better chance than $4. So how do you line these two teams up? Yeah, I think Landers at home, I'll probably be backing them 1-12 to 12 just because they'll be really confident at the moment. I think the Tars will be stinging a bit that they let that game slip last weekend, so they won't be short on confidence either. Mm. I noticed the line is 9.5. It's quite a lot. I would be quite tempted by that. But yeah, I do think the Landers 1-12 to got the likes of Fakatava coming off the bench again. I just love the way that he finishes the game and really speeds things up for them. And then the GOAT, Marty Banks, he's back on the Remu and he'll be looking to make a big statement. Surprised he's not on the show today. Maybe he's doing a few other podcasts looking to find that form. Maybe he thought it was a one-off kind of gig, but... Yeah, looking for a big shift from him. And I'll back the Landers at home. I think something might have switched for them last week with Gilbert at 10. Mm. Apparently, Marty's down at the park doing some NFL punting after oh. James Evans. If you listen to that one on Monday, called him as potentially the rugby's best chance to be a um, professional punter in the NFL. So uh, Marty's taken that advice on board, and I think he's genuinely looking to give that a crack after this super season. But we will watch that space. Don't start any more rumours, Surly. Hey, look, all I heard was professional punter, and I thought he was going for a job at the bookies, mate. So I could start that one maybe. We'll see how we go. Mate, he'd be broken a few days. He's a terrible gambler, that's for sure. But we, I am releasing Dave Parecki on Monday, and geez, his game was very impressive against the Canes, and I'm looking forward to seeing him have another big game against the Highlanders. I don't know what they're doing at scrum time, but their scrum was so impressive against the Hurricanes. Don't usually see Lomax going back like he was. Not sure how it's going to work in this game. Don't know enough about scrums to really give you an insight, but I know Ethan DeGroote's out, um, so I think the, War- uh, the Waratahs will be really backing themselves at set-piece time this week. Was that a possible left nutter from you there? Mm, that is going to score. I think they'll get a scrum. I'll oh, left nut that they get a scrum penalty. There we go. That's safe as houses with the scrum <laughs> rules these days, surely. <laughs> Paying $1.01, I like it. I like it. <laughs> and the other one is uh, Sammy Gilbert. Obviously, he um, was very impressive off the tee last week. He did hand over his hardest kick of the game, but... He did not miss in the match, so um, hopefully he does the same this weekend because the bookies have got a power play for us. Sam Gilbert to kick over 90.5% this weekend, so they're basically tricking you to say he's going to kick 100%. He's not going to get 11 shots, but will he miss this weekend? 
If he ha- keeps handing off his hard ones to um, Daniel Leonard Brown, I think he's a great shout. What do you reckon here? Yeah, I tell you what, this screams of like a classic first five day where you're just like only from in front, boys. Every penalty, you're going for it. You're you're rolling the dice. You're convincing the boys you need bonus points or points for and against, and you're trying to go up and tries, not hard nudges. So could be all go. My highlighted guy was uh, Makaili Tu'u. I've been really impressed with him, and hopefully he'll score a couple close to the post, and then old Gilbert can keep his percentage nice and high. Yeah, I like that. He has been on fire. But we will just roll straight into these power plays. Obviously, the Sam Gilbert, 90%. $4 for that. Kicking under the roof. Conditions will not be a factor. The only thing that's going to beat him is a potentially a very high-scoring game where he's got to take a lot of shots um, and to keep his kicking percentage as high as it is at the moment. Might be tough, but $4. Um, if Kelly Tu'u's scoring under the post. Um, that could be a good option. The next one is Geordie Barrett to score more points than the Rebels. I did say that I think Geordie Barrett is going to have a big day at the office. To score more than the Rebels, though, that's going to be pretty tough. They're going to have to put in a performance sort of like the Blues did against the Rebels, and the Rebels will have to um, definitely not turn up like they did against the Chiefs, or that one will be all over. But $5, um, Geordie does love a try, and it, Obviously, he can kick a goal. What do you make of that one, $5? Yeah, I don't mind that. If, if they can really bar up against the Rebels on D, restrict them to kind of like that 10, 12-point mark, then I think Geordie could be in with a real shout. And anything at 5 bucks, I'm more than happy to have a go at. <laughs> oh, well, we're only getting bigger here with the next one. Oh, we've spoken about this one, the Blues versus Brumbies. Lead change to occur in the last five minutes, so that's from 75 minutes to whenever the full-time whistle's gone. Could even be 10 minutes with the way some of these games go these days, especially when they're close and a team's looking for a win. $8 here. I do like that value. Not the worst. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. We, we both mentioned it's going to be really tight, and I think that last five minutes is where it could be won or lost. So eight of the best. Again, you're appealing to me here, mate. It's not good for the bank account. The wife will be off you, but hey, you got to have a go. You got to have a go. Last one is Harry Wilson, first try score. I do think he'll score. I don't know if he'll be the first, probably not, but you will get your money back if he scores any time and he doesn't score first. $10. Not sure about that one, to be honest. You? Yeah, look, I guess you get your money back if he does score, and if you're confident he's going to get over, then it's probably worth a crack, and then you bank it in bonus bets. That's one of those positive losses that I like to call them, you know. <laughs> doesn't quite hurt as much because you get the cheeky little yellow bonus bet there. Feels like a win almost, but not quite. Oh, yes, well, that's the option. So if you do want to have a go at one of the power plays, um, I'll leave a link in my story for this week, so go click on it on the uh, Waterlead Instagram page. And finally, we're at the big stage of fantasy rugby now. Only two more rounds. Obviously, playoffs don't count for fantasy rugby. So I'm in sixth place. I went up two. I'm a little bit further off the lead than I was hoping. Got to make some big moves this weekend. I've still got two more trades for next week. So I'm hoping a lot of the leaders have run out of trades, which is a very is very easily done, and I can start making some moves. But I'm pretty happy with my side. All my guys are back. Obviously, Will Jordan's out, but I've got Leicester, who I think is going to have a big day against um, the Drua. I've got Jim Tavatava Nawa, who's breaking 10 tackles a game, and Geordie Barrett, who I think is he's going to be my captain, and I think he's going to explode. Got Jordan Pataya, got uh, Jack Goodhue in my midfield. 
Richie Mwanga's out, which is very disappointing. This could have been a big play for me. But Ferg Burke was on my bench, so he just comes in. Um, and the rest, the forwards, forwards don't count for much, but I have brought in Dane Coles. I think Colsey's going to find the line and make a few line breaks with his speed and his niggle um, to get the Waterlad team home. Do you like that team? Yeah, I do. Do you get extra points for niggle if, if Colsey's shipping away, surely? <laughs> If he is, he's my captain. I'm changing him. It should be like players beaten, but verbally. <laughs> oh, he'd be ahead of Tava Tava Nawai already. <laughs> oh, imagine a tackle's broken. Colsey at the top. I love it. And yeah, and lad of the week. Finish on lad of the week. Who are you picking? I'll go Finlay Christie for my lad of the week. He's got a big assignment up against Nick White, and I think he's going to be key if he can keep that fast ball, keep that tempo on attack that the Blues have been known for this season. It'll go a long way to getting the win, so I'll go with Big Finlay. Oh, he's been playing some great footy. I'm going to go for Geordie Barrett. I've called him to score a lot of points, have a big day at the office. He hasn't picked up a huge amount of um, lad of the week points so far, even though he's been playing some bloody good footy. It is quite hard to get lad of the week. You need a couple of votes mm. from Statsman and a few other people who follow the Instagram page. But um, I think this is the week that Geordie Barrett is going to come and collect three lad of the week points. Yeah, good good shout. I think um, Craig Bellamy said he'd be voting for him as well. Of course, those <laughs> rumours still alive. So that's got to be triple votes, surely. <laughs> Oh, for sure. Anyway, Surly, appreciate it, mate. Always good to get your insight. Looking forward to following your value throughout the week. No worries. Cheers, mate. And up the old water lad power plays. Get involved. You're a lad. Water lad, water lad.